Welcome to another episode of Dumb Binge Binging. I'm Josh. And I'm Tegan. Currently one and a half glasses of wine in and ready to finally discuss the Princess Switch. Welcome back, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that made me lose it. (laughs) I'm just being real. I'm trying something new. I'm going to be completely honest with our audience. Um... And I'm, I'm eating. <laughs> <laughs> We're really professional this week, but that's okay because um, this is barely a movie. <laughs> we already know. I mean, I'm saying this, applying this very generally, assuming people have listened to other episodes besides this one. If this is your first episode, I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Um, but. In previous episodes, going back um, to episode number two, we've pre-established this is not my general area of interest, movie-wise. I do not really care about solely romance movies, um, especially Christmas ones. So, And I love romance movies, especially Christmas ones. So, <laughs> Inside you are two podcasters. um (laughs) i'm i'm struggling so much to find anything that this movie did that was unique like we got the parent trap i've never seen i've never seen a romance movie that took place at a cooking competition You've never seen it, though. That doesn't mean it does. <laughs> um, that's fair. But it barely does, you know? I know, but still. Um, yeah, I just... I don't know what I feel about this movie. I was generally bored the entire time. The only emotion that got out of me was the, like, righteous anger when I finally came upon the scene where they were watching the Christmas Prince in universe. <laughs> Cause I'm um, up until that point. That was the only thing I knew about this movie was Netflix essentially using it as a big ad for Christmas Prince, which um, by the way, with all this princess switch lead up, I'm wholly excited for the Christmas Prince. <laughs> <laughs> if it's good um. enough to make a uh, real life, princess and princess switch cry then it must be so much I just don't feel like it'll top the night before Christmas but (laughs) yeah what are your thoughts on princess switch um it's fine (laughs) I don't have like super strong thoughts either way because like you said there's not really anything that this movie does that's like original but no. I think it does some of the things it does better than other in the Yeah. Like what? <laughs> I don't just like the whole body switching thing. I just well, bought it. Didn't body switch. It's not face off. No, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. They princess switched. And I just bought it. Like, it worked for me. Other than, okay, Vanessa Hudgens' British accent is awful. Yeah. And that brings us to the first note I took at this fucking movie was there's no fucking reason for her to have that accent. She's from a made-up country. Not really. So why is the made-up country... <laughs> British? I don't British understand. colony. I guess, but then like... Yeah. Why? If we're making up countries, we can make up a new f- imperialist like structure. I don't fucking know. Like, I just don't want to be seeing no, it, British it things. <clears throat> and it wasn't <laughs> a good... No. Like, like it's clear it wouldn't have bothered is... me if it was a good accent. 
Or, like, if she didn't be using it. But she used it <laughs> quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't have bothered me if it was good. I know. But the fact that it but, happened yeah. so much was not really in its favor. No. Not at all. I want to know what your opinion is on, like, the first meeting between Princess and Popper. I legitimately don't remember it. So It stood out to me, and I have a couple notes on it, wholly because okay. the entire time they're discussing their lives and shit, it felt like the princess was hitting on other Vanessa. I don't know their names. I don't either. But like it was just I so did not, weird. I'll just say right now, I did not take notes on this. <laughs> That's fair. Because I wouldn't have known what to take notes on. No, and I stopped pretty early on. Because, um, again, nothing really happened. And to be honest, listeners, I'm a little worried about our runtime right now. I was hoping to pad it out with two movies. But we just yeah, recently I think found out. It's fine. Yeah. We just recently found out the sequel's not being released until late 2020. Yes, late 2020. When every other uh, article that I've seen has slated it as a 2019 December release. And um, it clearly has not been. All right. No, 2019 November release. My apologies. Yeah, um, and it was nowhere close to that. So. <laughs> It'll likely be 2020, November, December. Yeah, which. Um, bad news bears for the podcast. Um, <laughs> I hope by that time we have some better plans for December because I don't want to be watching another one of these. Um, next December, we're going to watch the entire Rankin Bass Cinematic Universe. Oh, please, please don't be saying that as a joke. I would. (laughs) I'm not joking. I would lose my fucking mind. It's been decided here and now. (laughs) We're banging the gavel on this one. Santa Claus is The entire Rankin-Bass cinematic universe, including their really horrifying Hobbit and Lord of the Rings and The Last Unicorn. They they did what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> you heard me? <laughs> they made Frodo. They did make Frodo. They made a whole song about Frodo. Can we cut the episode short? Like, like cut the cameras, y'all. Like, can we just fucking hop over to the the the, <laughs> the claymation Hobbit? Are you kidding me? It's not. It's not claymation. It's <gasps> animated, but not well. What? I'm I'm so excited for that to be my first and only viewing of um, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is set in stone. We better not forget this. <laughs> we're, we're taking a voice memo. Every, anybody listening to this <laughs> now or in the future, any point between <laughs> here and the next December... Tweeted us, remind us <laughs> we are going to do this because I will not be backing down. No, 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 don't, don't, not on our part. No, no, everybody else has to put the effort in. Oh we'll my God. see. They... <laughs> they probably won't. Who listens to this? A lot of people, um... apparently. <laughs> One person in England. We know that. We saw you. Hello. Shout out. I hope you're having fun. I'm sorry about making fun of your accent. We we know it's you, Queen Elizabeth. (laughs) Actually, it is the titular princess. She got... She's from Whateverville. Oh, I forgot. That made up non-Genovia. It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. None of this movie matters. Um, the only thing I genuinely enjoyed was um, 
New York princess. Um, we need to Chicago. <laughs> Chicago. My, oh God, I'm losing it. <laughs> this movie. Um, here, here's what I enjoyed. I really liked all the moments with the princess pretending to be the baker, having just wholesome Christmas fun with yeah. the guy and his daughter. And I also really liked when the baker as the princess and the prince brought a bunch of toys and stuff to the orphanage. Mm-hmm. I loved every scene with, and this is the only character. Oh, no, I think I know the dad's name too. I believe his name is Kevin. But, and I remembered it because our mutual pal, Kevin. So, yeah. Good um, old Kev. <laughs> good old Kev. Uh, I enjoyed a lot of the scenes with his daughter, Olivia, because she was so genuinely sweet. Yeah. This little child was such a ray of sunshine in this bleak hour and however many minutes. <laughs> Um, every, every time I had to sit through, um, Chicago Vanessa lecturing the prince on feminism, I just was like, there's probably another scene with a child extorting the princess. You just gotta get through it. You gotta get through this. (laughs) Cause God, like a lot of those scenes felt like what the remake of Beauty and the Beast felt like, which was just... (sighs) too little too late in terms of um gender equality <laughs> like never seen the beast remake so oh no you don't have to <laughs> you don't have to i just um i watch a lot of video analysis on youtube this is what most okay. of my time goes into when i'm not um learning how to properly run a vampire campaign i am Watching people discuss movies. <laughs> See, I say I say this as somebody who is sitting here discussing movies, but I think that people who discuss movies are pretentious. So I cannot watch them ever. <laughs> <laughs> I've never watched a movie review or a TV review ever. Oh no, no, they're not reviews. No, but I mean like analysis. Like I can't. That's fair. I zone out immediately. <laughs> and yet you... I think it's the, like, trauma of the film people I've known. Ooh, that's fun. That's a fun thing to have said. Just like, <laughs> I got... I've had a lot of film majors in classes, because a lot of them are in English, too. Mm. And I've also been taught by a film professor a couple times. Uh... Every... Since whether it be fellow students or professors, they are just the most awful so, people. This is a recent development, huh? No, this has been like three years now. Mm-hmm. That's sad. Because that's quite possibly the only type of media I'm consuming. <laughs> <laughs> the only the thing po- I watch on YouTube are people going to theme parks. Um, music and (laughs) (laughs) yep just currently um, my watch history is nothing but video essays and the new monster factory so oh and recently watching people make up Pokemon regions That's very recent. I don't know if that counts. No, 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 no. You saw me discover one guy. This has been about the past year I've been watching people make fake Emon. All right. This is a holy divorce from the princess switch. Anyways. (laughs) Anyways, they switched them dang princesses. (laughs) I just... Uh, So, I don't know. I didn't have a problem. (laughs) <laughs> the romance is more believable to me than in falling in love. Yeah, I uh, I actually don't know which one I liked better. I think just in general I liked um, Chicago Vanessa and The Prince better because 
throughout the entire movie, Kevin was under the impression he was finally getting a shot at the best friend that he's been in love with and then just turned out to be a princess. Uh, so. Like. Oh, yeah. But wise, she could give him the things his best friend could not. Exactly. Um, I just think he took it a little too well. But that's neither here nor there. Um, they definitely didn't have the time to... I would like a follow-up of just them. Like, I don't care about, like, the the royal shit that happened in this movie. I would like to see her acclimate to, like, commoner life with this man who owns a bakery with his daughter. And, like, oh my god, that'd be so cute. I'm just envisioning, like, my ideal princess switch where it's just just the princess and she's like now trying to be like a stepmom to a precocious little ballerina okay so we see the baker and the prince get married at the end of this one mm-hmm. and then the princess catches the bouquet so what if in the next one she switches with the third vanessa hudgens because she has commitment issues and she will not get married under any circumstances. You know what? That is true. They kind of did establish that. Because um, a little backstory here. They did confirm <laughs> that there would be a third Vanessa for the sequel. We just keep upping yes. the ante here. And why stop at three? Why stop? <laughs> Infinite princesses. The I want a movie where it's just an entire town of Vanessa Hudgens. Like, the children are just <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens on her knees. Like, a one-woman show. Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> That's it. Trina. Oh, my God. <laughs> Everything circles back to Trina. Uh, I wish it did. I wish it was... Um that actress and not Vanessa who we've established in the last episode has some questionable opinions on films yeah um but yeah I don't I really don't know what to like where to start what to like even think about this movie uh that's here's the I thing do... this is the kind of romance movie where it's like Other than the British accent, I mean, really bad. Mm-hmm. There's just nothing that's particularly good either. It's just a very, like, put it on in the background kind of movie. Yeah. It was, oof, I'm looking at it now, it's barely over an hour. <laughs> yeah. So it's like you're you're putting up the Christmas tree and stuff, and you just put this on in the background. Which is kind of what I would classify the last movie as, Night Before Christmas. Although, like, in the instances, because we know how humans work, where you kind of find find yourself distracted and actively watching the movie, The Night Before Christmas is wholly enjoyable, and this is... um, Barbie did it better. (laughs) (laughs) Barbie did it better. I I didn't find this unenjoyable. It's just not like... I think the biggest difference is this did not instill me with yearning. It's, yeah. Um, it did not inspire any emotion except for the scene where um, not Princess Vanessa is pressured to do a piano performance in front of the entire like... I don't exactly know what that party was for. It, was it their like engagement party, I guess? Something like that. Yeah, we're like the the king and like the king and the queen are already suspicious for some reason. <laughs> um, it doesn't lead anywhere. It's not really like looked into further. So they're like it was very much. It reminded the king was kind of set up to be like the villain, mm-hmm. but then it was like in the night before Christmas with that one girl where it was like a bait and switch. Yeah, where it just didn't fucking like. He's so ready to be so angry about this, and then it just didn't matter. Yeah. They just don't care at the end. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's like pressuring her. He's like, oh, we heard you were, you're a great pianist. 
please perform something and it's like this is not a skill that Baker Vanessa possesses so she's like genuinely like oh no I can't and then like they force her into it and she's behind like sitting on the piano bench and she's just sitting there she's like I understand that because piano's not even like a thing that you can fake no so like the prince comes up and he's like hey you need a hand um he's like oh you like stage fright let me help and he like he does the whole care of the of the bells and he just has her do like the accompaniment which is just the chords and like that was so sweet and it like i felt like genuine like gratitude and relief on her part no and that was one of the like most emotional moments for me too yeah which is not saying a lot because um it wasn't a strong emotion. <laughs> no. Like, oh. And that was about but it. But again, it was like... I don't know. I can't say that I disliked this movie. Mm. Like... Like I said, it's not one that I would like actively watch, but I don't have anything against it. I would just have to be doing other things while I watch it. Yes, I can definitely see myself returning to Night Before Christmas. Princess Switch, I don't even want to watch whatever happens after. (laughs) So, um... (laughs) I don't know how, how well I can really discuss it. I just, um... Again, I think it was just not enough. Yeah, I mostly just think that the entire time I was comparing it to other movies where a lot of their tropes were done and I preferred it like the whole learning to be princess montage that they have I'm like I like that better in the princess diaries um there's so many like princess and not princess switch places they parent trapped a nation you know <laughs> it's just yeah these are things that were their own fully fledged movies, and I feel like they're more compelling given that time to germinate within like a that is the conceit of the plot, and not like all these other like learning to be princess and falling in love and oops, we're not who we say we are. And royal espionage, I guess. <laughs> I think um, it would have like. I think this movie would have actually worked better if it wasn't a Christmas movie. Yeah. Because I think that's why none of that stuff really had time to... I mean, also, this is just a really short movie. But I think it also... But I think because they were trying to do all this stuff and have it be a Christmas movie, it just didn't have time for anything. It didn't, no. And I just... If we cut out, like, a couple of the things and focus more on, like, (laughs) just, like, the general, like, plot points, like, it could have been compelled. Like, even, like, we didn't need the dad to be sending his royal assistant butler man to uncover this twin switch conspiracy thing and just have the conflict be a conflict of interest, i.e., this is not a place where I'm meant to be attached and I'm getting attached. Mm. Or even the conflict be something came up and we're unable to switch for the baking competition, which is what I thought was going to happen. And I also, it didn't need the baking competition at all. No, it did not. That was actually one of my biggest questions of the movie came with the baking competition because they go there so the prince can like propose to the girl he's really in love with, the mm-hmm. not princess. And he does it right in front of everybody and nobody questions why their prince is just proposing to this random woman they've never seen her with seen him with before. Yeah. Like yes. that really bothered me that like nobody fucking questioned it. Yeah. Like they're I, all just like clapping and cheering and it's like no. At the point that the switch is revealed, it's just there are no issues at at all anymore, which I was confused about because 
it feels like it would have been made a better movie and we could even can continue the Christmas through line yeah. too. If well, we so and everybody's, everybody's reaction to it would have made more sense if the switch back had been public, but they went like mm-hmm. backstage to switch back and then came back out for him to propose in front of everybody. Exactly. Like, it's, it's the ending really bothered me. This was a publicized engagement and wedding. Like people were like, this was like news in universe. Same with this baking competition, but like they weren't going to know the name of the bakers. Like it was more of like a industry kind of thing. Um, Yeah. You know what? No, because she did get stopped by reporters in the street. Yeah. Because this is supposed to be the biggest baking competition in the world. Yeah. So like, both of these things it's like these are well-known people and like a lot of the especially like the people in the studio or in the town that are going to be viewing it as the live studio audience would have known both these names and would have been following these people and like there's definitely proof that they were not interacting with and also how did nobody else (laughs) make the connection that these two are very similar now that I'm thinking about it, now that they're yeah, it's cool. the whole thing's weird. That's confusing. the ending I, made no sense whatsoever. No, because I was expecting because they wanted to just skip to a wedding. Exactly, but like, like most movies that use this kind of like plot where they get switched, kind of allow for some time to really after switch, kind of deal with the fallout that would have been resulted in that like there would have yeah, been and like, some <laughs> what did they learn and like there just would have trust you know they lied more time exactly like, these two women like got two separate men to fall in love with them through deceit and, and I think a lot saying, of it yeah is just how short the movie is. Exactly, and it's not like... Because, like, like the biggest example I'm thinking of where the, like, two people who look the same switch places and it works really well is, like, the parent trap. Yeah. And the parent trap works because there's, like, a solid half an hour at the end where yes. they're, like, re- regaining their parents' trust and getting them back together. And there's just... They switch back and then it's a wedding. I would have loved, like, because this movie could have spared another half hour. It's like 90 yeah. minutes. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, because, like, I have it stopped at the start of the credits, and that's at 95 minutes. So we're not yeah, even, like, so... fucking with the opening. Like, that's not even being taken into account right now. Um, it could have been longer. It could have been longer. And, like, we know Netflix has fucking money. <laughs> So right. I, I don't understand why there wasn't more effort put into making this a complete story and instead just jumping to a wedding because I personally would have loved to see like any of this like it doesn't the prince doesn't have to feel betrayed like he found out and you immediately proposed and like I'm fine with the prince being impulsive in love like that's a fun character trait for like this prince especially since he canceled an important like political meeting to spend time with his betrothed. Like, it seems in character. Right. I would like some scenes where he's dealing with his royal family or public um, fallout for these actions and him defending her and her right to be the princess once they get engaged. Yeah, would, but we didn't get any of that. That would put some romantic... <laughs> that would put some of the romantic heavy lifting on his shoulders instead of the two... Um, Hudgens and Kevin because this prince was not yeah. romantic in the slightest like I'm sorry the only scene where I genuinely felt like he was at all swoon worthy was the piano scene and that's where it's like anybody could have helped her in that position but it was just because it was a love interest that it was romantic you know I thought the part where he decided to time with the orphans regularly and stuff that was like a romantic thing 
it's just like a good thing to do, but mm-hmm. it makes him more yes. of a romantic figure. Exactly. And I think that was the issue with the prince is a lot of his like big romantic gestures were just something any of the other characters could have done in the same position and it was just yeah. put in a romantic light. You know, like a lot of like yeah, the Kevin scenes were like clearly like this is within romantic intent. This is basically a date, you know? Right. So I think I would have liked, I, I don't need any, I pro, you know what? I could probably do with a scene where Kevin is like dealing with the fact that he thought he was finally <laughs> getting a chance at a relationship with this woman that he's loved for like, I believe this said like 12 years or something wild like that. Um, I mean, it does, they don't have to be, in lo- he didn't have to love her that entire time, but like someone who's been in his life for quite a while, for a while. And he clearly means a lot to him only to not have it be that person. And he's still got these, I would like just a scene where he reconciles that. Um. <laughs> That's kind of a thing like that would just not ever happen in a romance movie. No, unfortunate, but like, yeah, just some, some, like a half hour, 45 minutes after the, the switch back to resolve some like <laughs> almost egregious character <laughs> conflicts that just don't go addressed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> would have done this movie um, je- <laughs> good, you know? Because I don't... I think it would have helped it stand out, honestly. Because it just feels like... <sighs> time fodder you know like i'm just you're just going through movies see and that's just i guess because i'm used to like the tradition of movies this comes from where like it's like a hallmark christmas movie and hallmark christmas movies are meant to be time fodder Mm -hmm. like their whole point is like you put these on in the background while you do other Christmas things with your family I would never watch this with my family (laughs) (laughs) I do not want to be forced in the same room with that's like but that's the whole self that's what I'm saying is like that's not going to appeal to everybody but like like I like Hallmark Christmas movies so I liked this it's not like my favorite. I'm not going to like sit down and consciously watch it again. Yeah. But I'm like fine with it. Yeah, I'm um I don't have much like vitriol against like in me for this movie. Mm-hmm. It's it was a movie that I watched. Um, I will not be watching it again. And I'm kind of upset that we watched it without the promise of a sequel because it's so non-movie that I could not pay attention enough to gleam anything really to discuss. Uh, Yeah, that's understandable. So I I was hoping there'd be two movies because like, Night Before Christmas is a guarantee we're going to have shit to discuss. Um, Christmas Prince is three movies, and Holiday Calendar feels like it's going to... I thought we were um, doing Christmas wanna... Inheritance. Oh, yes. Christmas Inheritance. I don't know why I'm calling it Holiday Calendar, because, like, I know That's I'm not That's a separate holiday... movie. Yeah. <laughs> I just kind of lump them in together, but... um, Christmas Inheritance. I'm actually... I'm excited. For I watched it. the trailer for it, and I'm kind of excited because it seems like a um, classic Christmas story mixed with the Santa Claus. So, in a sense, that I will explain in that specific episode. <laughs> <laughs> I have my reasons. <laughs> um, and then A Christmas Prince is three movies. Three and movies. They are all quite the kind of... opposite of happening. I haven't seen <laughs> yeah. the third one. I have seen the first two. 
it's gonna be an episode um christmas prince i'm a little worried we're gonna go over time but i guess you know once we establish this podcast with a two hour long episode all things are possible right (laughs) um actually i think there's a lot of substance to this movie to talk about aesthetics because it was clearly aesthetic driven. And this is just a vehicle to talk about my favorite fucking part of the movie, which was that fucking gorgeous maroon gown she wore in that scene where it was the big ball. Oh, yeah. God, I loved and I, I loved the haircut, but it's probably because that's what I wanted my hair to look like when I got it cut. Yeah. So my hair is just way too fucking thick and poofy there was... for that. That and there was one other aesthetic thing I really liked, and that was the cake that they actually made for the baking competition. See, that I was am... impressive. Uh, holy blanking on the cake. So <laughs> it was a castle, it was a full was castle. It? Yeah, how very on the nose. She <laughs> was a Christmas castle. That's very funny considering that they had to have had to plan out the design way before this yeah. shit happened. How fun. How ironic. Um, but it was it was just a very impressive cake. No, I loved a lot of the uh, just like the, the big poofy gown. I think the riding outfits were also very fun. Um, I don't love them, but I think they're fun. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember anything anyone wore except the gown. I remember all of the food. (laughs) I used used to watch I used to watch a lot of Food Network. Food Network could never entertain me. (laughs) I used to literally watch it like Food Network and HGTV I can watch for hours. Yeah, I was waiting. But none of the buildings, not even really the castle, impressed me in this. No. None of, like... I so. loved her, the princess's room. Because it was so fucking big. And I want one of those big, poofy beds. So bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I want a big bed. Kind of enraged um. that I don't get to live in big bed. But... <laughs> You know what? Um, I don't really have anything else to say about this movie. Yeah, that's um, I really wish we got a we got the sequel in on this. Um, oh, you know what? We don't even talk about uh, the pre-established antagonist for the baker. Remember her? I don't remember her. This woman. Who I remember nothing about the baking competition except the cake. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about her nemesis or um the worst character, which I will get to because I do want to talk about him. Uh, but yeah, let's continue with the the evil baker, the woman that she went to. They name dropped. It was like I think a Le Cordon Bleu or something, like a like a well established. <laughs> Uh, cooking school. How did they both become bakers? Because like I don't think like Le Cordon Bleu teaches I baking. Character. But yeah, she um she has sabotaged their um in the street interview. Oh. And she sabotaged their berry puree, Josh. I don't remember that. <laughs> she like snuck into the the filming um this the set like the night before and just cut the cord to their mixer i fully don't know what you're talking about and the, oh my god that's it's like this is an issue with this movie <laughs> is because that should have been a big plot point enough for cuz she sabotaged their she sabotaged their cake well, they won the. They won the didn't competition matter. anyway, but like, it should have amounted to anything, you know. 
And the yeah, fact that you but... cannot remember the is kind I of don't remember it. Because, like, what's the point then? There wasn't one. What was the point to any of this? Like, nothing happened. I'm like, like, enraged now at this point. <laughs> like, nothing fucking <laughs> That's happened fair. in this movie. Uh, um, the worst character we... I'm in is the butler. No, no. It's that creepy no. old man. Oh, he was only there like twice. I didn't pay attention I to him. I hated him. I hated the butler. Well, like, that's understandable. He's unpaid. supposed, yeah, like, he was detestable by design. No, but, like, not even because of any of that. No, really? I just hated him. Why? Aesthetically designed, I hated him. <laughs> I hate this man's aesthetic. God spite him. No, I um that old man. Yeah. Show up and just say like, cryptic shit. Like, yeah, like cryptic shit. Like he knew everything that was happening constantly, all the time. I hated him. I I loved that. In other movies like this, he would have been set up to be like Santa or something. But because this movie didn't really focus on that aspect of the Christmas theming, he was just some creepy old man who was everywhere and kept saying the most ominous shit with no backing. Like it fucking freaks me. Like at the last couple scenes, the, he's like, he just showed up and he would say shit and then like wink mischievously. I seriously thought that like it was gonna take a weird horror turn where like he like <laughs> they just started fucking like being haunted like this man is a demon here's something that's going to piss you off that man not literally that man but that character is in about 90 percent of christmas romance movies that specific character not a santa or anything just an old man who's cryptic shit what the fuck yeah that's just i didn't even think about him because that's such a trope is it? I just accepted it immediately. Yeah. I hate that. <laughs> well, it's like, he. there's a difference between being a wise old man and knowing more than is humanly possible. No, there's, there's just an omniscient old man in, like, a lot of Christmas romances. What is he there for? Just to be omniscient. And say cryptic things. I want to know the the, the the conceit. Like, who was the first person to conceive of this character and why? What was the point of this character? That's scary. That, because... <laughs> and also, Josh, because it, as we know, <laughs> as we know, <laughs> we have discovered, pre-established, confirmed, whatever, from the princess, like, the, the night before Christmas... That because these movies all have scenes where they're watching other Netflix original Christmas movies, they all take place in the same universe, and it has to be a universe where these movies are available on Netflix, which is our universe. So that means that old fucking man is somewhere in Chicago, and that's entirely too close to where I am right now for me to be comfortable ever. (laughs) No, 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 no. The only one that takes place in our real universe because they don't watch another movie is A Christmas Prince. I don't know how you're coming to that conclusion. Because they watch a prin- The Princess Switch in The Night Before Christmas. Which means that the that can't be real because The Princess Switch can't be real because they're watching A Christmas Prince, which means A Christmas Prince is the only one that can be real. Hmm. It could be a documentary. No. <laughs> okay. Hmm. I don't. But I'm. I don't remember for sure. But I think there might be a cryptic old man in the Christmas Prince too. I don't want there to be. Because I just had a fu- like I just spiraled for a minute there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Noticed. <laughs> Okay, just keeping you up to date here in our one-sided conversation where I'm fucking losing it. 
I wanted to. <laughs> were you taking notes? Because this is what? like. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying words. I think I'm like at bye bye man levels of like unhinged. I think you're losing it. I think these movies bring it out of me. Um, um, where I just. I don't really have much to say. Yeah, There's no, not much I, to understand. So I'm fucking losing my goddamn mind. I just fully accepted it. <laughs> that was it like just... the least occurrence in this movie to me. No, I didn't. Other like than this sabotage, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how. Like, I understand you're desensitized to this old man, but how is he not unnerving in every time you see him? I literally didn't mind him. I enjoyed I... him. No! What? He's frightening! Yeah, no, it made me laugh. No! Man who just knows everything. He's That's so God. Scary. God's scary! <laughs> I don't like him. <laughs> I'm afeard. I don't like him. This will be... I'm calling the police. <laughs> I don't... Yeah, no, I don't like him. Uh, I hope he doesn't show okay. up in the other movies that we're slated to watch. I don't think he's the same one. Huh? He's the same one in A Christmas Prince. Is one in A Christmas Prince. <laughs> I hope you're right about Christmas Prince being entirely too hog wild for me to give a shit. Uh, There's a lot happening in that movie. Yeah, I hope something drowns out the wise old man because um, knowing that that's a possibility now in any type of media that I consume along this vein is um, disturbing. Whoever's it's not any different than is, like a wizard. Put him in a home. Okay, but a wizard is a wizard. <laughs> This man has no You don't know that powers. that old man's not a wizard? Exactly. That man obviously has magic powers. I need it confirmed for his crypt- crypticism to be warranted. Because as it stands, he's just a creepy old fucking man. And I don't like it. <laughs> he has Christmas magic. Whoever's grandpa this is, put this man in a home right now. <laughs> Contain you him. Sound like you're, you sound like you're crying. <laughs> on the brink of a breakdown. <laughs> I'm gonna have a nightmare now. Jesus Christ. Goodbye, everybody. I have to put myself to sleep so I can experience fear. I, yeah, no, that's not comforting at all. And I, I'm just excited for the third one where they get to have the Christmas uh, baby. So I hope <laughs> the old man isn't Godfather because <laughs> Plot then twist. Gonna... The baby is the old man. Oh, he's the Benjamin Button. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next, well, the fourth Christmas prince is just gonna like go off the rail. It has nothing to do with the royal family or Christmas. It's just this old man baby fucking, which is Benjamin Button too. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Benjamin Button fully loaded. <laughs> Benjamin Button to electric boogaloo. <laughs> Benjamin Button two <laughs> two Benjamin two Button two <laughs> 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 Christmas two Prince oh this is Princess Switch gender bent Princess Switch is two Christmas two Prince two Princess two Switch um. Anyways, <laughs> I'm very I excited think... though for the sequel because um, I don't know if you're paying attention during that throwaway line the, the when they um, reveal their switch at the baking competition where they say that they think it's a long distant relative and they can both name the relative. Yeah. So I hope I did notice is... that. Okay, I hope it is a setup for the sequel in the fact that they are going to go find like I think it was Uncle Oliver. And he's just been fucking. Uncle Oliver was just <laughs> fucking in it. Just fucking. He's just fucking across like every fucking nation. They've got cousins everywhere. God. 
I would love that. I also love how it's an uncle. So that means they're like very closely related. It's a great, 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 great. Okay. Okay. Very far back. That's a little more upsetting because I wanted it. (laughs) Their parents just being siblings. (laughs) Nobody fucking mentioned it. That'd be so funny. Uh, you know let me let here's I think this is like my third movie pitch let me write a princess switch and I can just be like (laughs) cousins who have no contact and fucked up each other's um, like lives it's just parent trap again damn it that's just parent trap that's like grandparent trap I'm so That's so upsetting. Lindsay Lohan did it first, and now we can't fucking have anything. Well, wasn't there a parent trap before the Lindsay Lohan one? Yeah, That's but does it fucking remake. matter? Yeah, no. Who cares? Parent, <laughs> Lindsay Lohan's parent trap is the only parent trap. Lindsay Lohan's Freaky Friday is the only Freaky Friday. End of discussion. <laughs> no. I'm not too I'm not old enough to care about what has come before. I'm a millennial. <laughs> I am ungrateful and I only care about the <laughs> Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> okay. The Lindsay we Lohan cinematic universe. Off the rails again. Yeah, I mean were there I think rails we're done. for this? <laughs> I think we're oh, done. you're cutting me off. I'm getting I silenced. <laughs> This just in um we don't need, is real. We don't need to turn into the bye bye man again. I think we do. No. I I will defend that episode no. of my life. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Being forcibly censored, you can follow us on Twitter <laughs> at Dumb Binge Binge. Uh, there I censor myself. <laughs> on Tumblr at Dumbinch Binging with dashes between each word. We're on Patreon. Currently only have one tier, $2 a month. That is going towards getting us better recording equipment. Um, maybe a smidge of therapy so I can gain some more sanity so I don't continuously go off the rails <laughs> for these movies. Who knows? Uh- <laughs> $2 worth of therapy. Two dollars for the therapy that Princess Switch has required. Um, <laughs> join us for our next episode when we talk about Christmas inheritance. Not holiday calendar. Not holiday calendar. <laughs> As I've been led to believe. <laughs> only by yourself. <laughs> only by my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Thank you for listening. This has been Dumb Binge Binging.